Have you thought about starting a podcast? Chances are the answer is yes, because you did click on this episode after all. Starting a podcast can feel like an incredibly daunting task, especially to someone who is brand new to the space. Microphones, editing software, RSS feeds, and more can feel like insurmountable challenges to getting started. Plus, doesn't everybody have a podcast these days? Is it still even worth trying? If you've ever had these thoughts pop into your mind while considering starting a podcast, then this episode is for you, my friend, because I am happy to inform you that no, those challenges are certainly not insurmountable. They are very doable indeed, even by a tech beginner, just by watching some tutorials or by getting help from somebody like yours truly, more information on that later, and it is 100% still worth it to start your podcast, and I'm going to tell you exactly why in this episode. So keep on listening. Welcome to the Creator Club Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Steckley, YouTube creator and creative entrepreneur. The Creator Club Podcast is a workshop style show dedicated to teaching creators and entrepreneurs the best strategies for social media marketing and content creation. Whether you're into Instagram, creating on YouTube, trying TikTok or producing podcasts, this show is made for you. And because here at Creator Club, we believe in teaching everything you know, and the community is more important than competition, this club is open to everyone. Come and join us. When it comes to considering starting a podcast in 2021, there's really a few main questions that we need to ask and that I want to cover in this episode. The first one is, how do you even start a podcast? For many of you listening, it might seem very complicated, overly technical, and you're not even sure at all how to do it, which is fair. Most people would feel that way. When I first got into the world of podcasting, I was like, how does one even get a podcast on Apple Podcasts? I had no idea. But with some research and lots and lots of practice, I now know very well how to do this, and I'm going to share it with you today. The other questions that you might be asking when it comes to starting a podcast in the year of our Lord 2021 is, is it still even worth it? Is it too saturated? Is the space, the market too overwhelmed? Is there really a point in me starting? And then the third question really is, why should you start now? Like, why is now a good time to start if it indeed is? And what are the best ways to actually grow an audience on your podcast this year? So that's what we're going to be talking about. You know me and my three-point plans. I always love to have a nice round number of steps to go through in these episodes with you. And today, those are the three points we're going to be talking through. So to get started, let's jump into number one, which is how do you even start a podcast? Like I was saying before, the technical side of starting a podcast can be kind of scary and intimidating because unlike other very common content platforms that people are creating on, such as YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, we're all very familiar with how to create content for those because they are social media platforms. They are created by private companies and there's a very clear process through which you go to create content for them. Podcasting, even though it's often grouped in with the world of social media content, is very unique and that's because it's actually quite an old format of content. 
I know in recent years, podcasting has become really popular. So for some of you, you might have only gotten into listening to podcasts in the past like year, year and a half, two years. But here's a blast from the past. 12-year-old Katie in like grade seven would listen to this Harry Potter podcast called MuggleCast way back in the day. They would talk about Harry Potter news and, I don't know, just stuff in the world of the Harry Potter fandom. And I actually used to play it off of my laptop. Like, I would play it from the iTunes store app on my laptop because... I don't think I even knew how to get them onto my iPod at the time because literally I was listening to stuff with an iPod. This would have been, you know, like 2008, 2009. And that was really like the early days of podcasting as I remember it. And the technology has not really changed since then, which is pretty wild. If you think about it, when I first started listening to podcasts way back in the day, I had an iPod, first of all, and Instagram had not even been invented yet. I think Twitter was very new right around that time when I was really getting into it. So social media was a totally different place. So that is kind of where the technology of podcasting comes from. And it's a system of using RSS feeds, which is something that is connected to a website to publish these episodes to these different platforms. And when it got started, podcasts were on, were created by Apple, essentially. Like it's in the name. Pod is, you know, from iPod, as far as I know. And I mean, obviously radio shows and and talk shows or whatever existed before podcasts. But I believe Apple coined the term podcast. And from there, eventually... Other platforms started hosting them as well, you know, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, eventually when it came around. But as all these different platforms started joining the industry, they all just kept using that same technology that was created, you know, before social media really existed. And so because of that, it's very different than what we're used to. We're now in 2021, we're used to this idea of signing up for a platform, logging in, and there being this beautiful and user-friendly UI that we can upload a video to or upload other content to. And it's all very straightforward and kind of made for consumers to use. But podcasting is still a little bit stuck in the early 2000s. And so that is why it feels complicated. So that's just to give you some context of why it's so different and why it feels like weirdly technical compared to everything else. So if you've ever had feelings of like, why is podcasting so complicated? It's because it's this basically like antiquated technology that has just persisted into, you know, the 2020s, even though it was developed like long ago. And yeah, basically the solution to that is just learn how to use it. It's not actually that complicated once you go through it once and you start to understand it. But from the outside, yeah, it it can seem a little bit overwhelming. And I just want to affirm you and say, it's not because, you know, you're dumb or whatever. It actually is complicated. So don't feel bad. But also, I can teach you how to do it because I taught myself how to publish podcasts in I think 2017 or 2018 when I first started a podcast with a friend and I've been doing it for clients ever since then so I've launched like tons of podcasts at this point and the process once you do it once you can do it a million times it is quite straightforward but 
as a disclaimer, before we get into kind of talking through the process, I want to let you know that you also don't have to invest time in learning how to do this yourself. So me and my team actually offer a service over at Katie Steckley Creative Services that is called the podcast launch package. So we can do all of this for you. If you're like, uh, I'm only ever going to do this once, Katie, do I really want to spend all this time learning how RSS feeds work and what where to upload your RSS feed and where and all this stuff that's complicated? If you're only ever going to do it for your podcast once, maybe it's not worth investing the time, in which case, you know, you can get me to help you out. So you can always go to katiesteckley.com to see all the information about what me and my team offer in terms of podcasting services. It is available, but you can also do it for yourself. I like to be upfront about that. So that all being said, let's talk through the process of actually getting your podcast started. We're going to start from the very basics of developing a successful show, and then we'll get into the more technical stuff as we go. So let's bring it back to the very beginning. When you are going to start a successful podcast, and I also want to, I guess, emphasize here, successful podcast in terms of you want to grow this into maybe something that's going to be commercially viable, something that you could sell brand deals on or turn into a business. If you are starting a podcast purely because it is a passion project, maybe you want to, you know, interview family members and share their stories and make them accessible online for others to listen to or whatever. It's totally fine to just do whatever you want. The same as a YouTube channel, right? You can start a YouTube channel or an Instagram or anything purely for fun, for your own satisfaction. But when I'm giving advice, it's really about people who want to become influencers or become professional creators. And then there are some parameters that you kind of want to follow to ensure that you can be as successful as possible. So I just want to say, if you're in this for fun, then no pressure to follow any of these rules. There's really no rules around doing podcasting for fun. But if you do want to turn it into a business, here's what I would recommend. So first things first, you need to come up with a concept for your show. You can do this through market research and also through just thinking about where you can provide value. I think our niches are often at the intersection of what we love, what we're good at, and what there is space in the market for slash what people need, what people are looking for, what they're willing to pay for. So think about those three things and figure out what you can offer. Chances are, if you're at this stage and you're listening to this podcast, you probably already have an idea in mind of what your show might entail. So I would recommend... Think about some main, you know, keywords associated with the kind of podcast you want to create and then just start searching for those in the Apple podcast app or the Spotify app or whatever and just see what comes up to give you a sense of what already is out there, what kind of audiences are already being served, what kind of content is being created and that's where you're going to be able to see gaps in the market that you might be able to fill. So you really want to decide on a plan for the concept of your show before you get started. The next step is going to be deciding on a name, writing an intro and outro, and then recording your first few episodes. These are, of course, very basic, essential steps in creating your podcast. And it's also very important that you're thoughtful about them because you want to come up with a good name that is going to be memorable, easy to type, easy to say, and also something that is SEO optimized. So the kind of thing that people can search and actually find you for. So if you have a name in mind, search in all your favorite podcast apps and see what comes up. 
And if it's a duplicate to something that already exists, you might want to come up with something new. Or if somebody else has already used the name, but they only posted one episode in 2011 and have never come back to the app again, then, you know, maybe you're good to go. But you want to keep in mind when you're coming up with your title that it's something that you can be associated with. It's really going to be a brand in and of itself. I chose Creator Club because it is two common words that everybody knows how to spell. So it's easy to type in. Like if I tell you search Creator Club in the podcast app, you can easily do that. But at the same time, it's unique enough that not a lot of other stuff comes up. Now, in addition to the main name of your podcast, which I would recommend keeping between like two or three words long so it's easy to remember and search, I would include a subtitle along with it that includes some pretty main keywords that are going to help you be found in search. So for instance, for my show, it's called Creator Club. And then there's one of those like vertical bars. And then it's like content creation and social media marketing. So if you search content creation in the Apple podcast app, my podcast will come up because it's right there in the title. But it's not as much a part of the branding, if that makes sense. So I think that's a really good way to ensure that your podcast can actually be found by listeners. Okay, so the next step is going to be getting ready for launch. So you have your concept, you know that your podcast is going to provide value and fit well into a gap in the market. You've come up with a good name, you got your intro and outro, you've recorded some episodes, edited them together, they're sitting on your computer ready to go. Now you need to get ready for launch. So what is associated with that is kind of where it tends to get complicated for people. So you can host your podcast on a website or a hosting service such as Libsyn or Simplecast. I personally prefer to host podcasts on websites for a lot of my clients because a lot of people are going to want to have their podcast have a website at some point so people can go and find additional information about the show or get other resources from them. That's personally what I do. I host Creator Club on my Squarespace website. And the other benefit to this is that if you're already going to have a website like a Squarespace or WordPress website, you're paying for your hosting either with a third-party host with WordPress or to Squarespace. So you might as well pay one fee and then get two services out of it, that being having a website and hosting a podcast. Whereas if you have a website that you're paying for and you're going to pay for Libsyn or Simplecast, well, then you're kind of just paying two fees and you could just be paying one. So that's my personal pitch for why I think using Squarespace makes a lot of sense. It's also very user-friendly. So yeah, I really don't think there's any reason not to host your podcast on Squarespace, but everybody's got different preferences and, and that's totally fine. There's a lot of good options out there. Okay, so you host your podcast on one of these platforms, be it your own website or a paid service like Simplecast, and that is going to create an RSS feed for you. And once you have that RSS feed, you can submit it to Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, any of those platforms will accept an RSS feed. Once you submit it, then you can just publish your podcast episodes either as blog posts on Squarespace or WordPress or as podcast episodes on those hosting services, and it will automatically disperse it to all of those different platforms. So it makes it very easy once you get it all set up. You need to publish at least one episode before you can submit your podcast for approval to all these different platforms because they need to have basically like there has to be content on your RSS feed or it's not going to be detectable by these different platforms. So you have to make one episode live, though. Often people will like to publish more than that. The reason why it's nice to go live with three or four episodes is that 
you're automatically going to pump up your stats because if people come and listen to your first episode, they might binge listen to, you know, episode two, three, or four. And that is going to help you have a really high number of downloads in the early days of publishing your podcast, which will give you a better chance of getting on any of the Apple podcast charts or maybe even new and noteworthy. But even if you're not in the game of trying to get on the charts, if you're like, hey, Katie, I don't really have an existing audience. I'm not really trying to get into the iTunes top 100 right now. No worries, it's still good to publish with multiple episodes because then when people do find you, they're more likely to binge listen, which then gets them more invested in your show. They're more likely to subscribe. So it helps with growing your audience as well. So that is kind of the general step-by-step of everything you need to do to get ready to launch a podcast. We didn't get into all of the nitty-gritty details here, and I think that's because it'd be too difficult to explain just totally over audio. So what I want to let you know about is my four-part series on how to start, like edit, record, launch a podcast. It is basically like an online course on starting a podcast, but I released it totally for free on my YouTube channel. It's four different videos all in one playlist, and you can find that playlist at katiesteckley.com slash podcast guide. Once again, this is just a YouTube series, but I've just created this quick link, so you can just type in katiesteckley.com slash podcast guide into your browser or whatever, and it'll direct you to that YouTube playlist. I promise that is going to include everything you need to know about starting a podcast like I screen record exactly how to set up everything in Squarespace I show you how to record and edit your podcast for free on your laptop using a program called audacity which is totally free so if you really are interested in the DIY approach go over to katiesteckley.com slash podcast guide to watch that if you are feeling like after hearing this overview no I do not want to do this all myself this sounds too technical for me to invest the time in it to do it just once That totally makes sense. That's fair. Head over to katiesteckley.com, click on creative services, and you will find all the information about what my team and I can do for you and your future podcast. Okay, so now we've talked through the basics of how to do it. Let's talk about whether or not it's worth it. This is a question that people always have about different social media platforms. Is it still worth starting a YouTube channel in 2021? Is it still worth trying to become an Instagram influencer in 2021? And of course, the relevant question today, is it still worth it to start a podcast in 2021? Isn't podcasting oversaturated? Doesn't everybody and their aunt have a podcast? You know, this is what I thought too when I started my podcast in late 2019. I was like, this is probably too late. Everybody has a podcast. There's so many out there. Like, it just seems like it's the thing to do. It's going to be really hard to stand out. But what I actually learned through my own podcasting journey is that it's not maybe as competitive as you think. In fact, I would say, and you can't actually know this for sure because Apple or Spotify doesn't release the total number of podcasts they have on their platform, but I would hazard a guess that it is way less competitive on the podcast apps than it is on YouTube or TikTok or Instagram or whatever. It seems like there's a lot of people starting podcasts, but not nearly as many as there are starting YouTube channels or Instagrams. And that's because the barrier to entry is a bit higher because it is a little bit more technical. It requires more research than just opening up an Instagram account. So let me tell you why I kind of found out that maybe it's not as competitive as I thought. So from the very beginning, I was very intentional about having a niche with this podcast and serving a very clear audience. And that is obviously providing advice about social media marketing and content creation to aspiring creators or small business owners. 
And so with that clear niche, I was actually able to break into the top 100 marketing podcasts in the US with only about like two to 3,000 downloads a month on my podcast. Now, that might sound like a lot to you if you're just getting started and you're like, wow, Katie, that's actually a lot of downloads. But if you think about it, on my YouTube channel, if I were only to get 3,000 views a month, that would be like a very disappointing. You know what I mean? On YouTube, that would be so few that, you know, I I don't even register in the top 100, you know, YouTube channels of any genre because there's just so many and there's so many people on YouTube that have a lot of subscribers and a lot of views. If you think about on YouTube, like if somebody has 100,000 subscribers, you know, that might seem like, you know, fame or whatever, but in reality, there are like thousands and thousands of people with 100K YouTube subscribers and you have no idea who they are. So that just goes to show that on YouTube, there are already so many people with really high stats, like even like the top end of the YouTube market is very saturated. But if somebody has a podcast with 100,000 plus downloads a month, they are guaranteed like in the top 20 podcasts in their genre. So that just kind of gives you a broader sense of how it's not as competitive as these other platforms because there's a higher barrier to entry. And so you're actually able to get a little bit more recognition even as a smaller creator. So I don't necessarily stay in the top 100 marketing podcasts all the time because my stats are always changing depending on how frequently I'm posting episodes and, you know, how well those episodes perform. But I'm always floating in and out of that top 100. And I'm like very proud of that considering the size of my audience and also that I have been inconsistent with my podcast in the past. So I just want to tell you that to know that like it's pretty like manageable to actually create a successful podcast, even if you don't have a massive audience. So that being said, like I do say it's not very competitive to kind of get into that mid range of like, you know, you could be in the, you know, top 100 podcasts or whatever in your niche. But that being said, to be like the top podcast in your category, that is going to be highly competitive. It's almost like you can imagine it on an exponential level. Like every level you go up in your category, the harder it's going to be to move up even one position. You know, once you get into that top three of the marketing category, for instance, that's pretty much set in stone. It's going to be very difficult to push one of those out of the way and surpass them. But I think it's very reasonable to get into, you know, even the top 50, top 25 with some, you know, reasonable effort and intention and marketing behind your podcast. So that's just a little bit of encouragement to say it is possible to have a successful podcast, even if you are just starting now. It might seem like the market is saturated because everybody's always talking about podcasts and starting podcasts, but especially if you pick a clear niche you know, it's very possible to be successful. And I think it also does depend on what niche you choose. I think it's a lot harder to become successful in, and by successful, I mean in like the top 100 in the top charts or whatever. It's going to be harder to do that in some of the entertainment-based niches like comedy podcasts or interview shows that are very, very common. But if you choose something niche, like for me, giving marketing advice, or, you know, if you do any kind of scripted or like narrative podcast about something specific, there's just way less people doing that. So it's going to be a lot easier to rank. And the fact is the market is just continuing to grow. Even if it feels saturated to you, know that there's always more listeners joining than there are creators. More and more people all the time are starting to listen to podcasts, which means that your audience 
is still out there. They might not have even discovered the world of podcasts yet, but someday they will. And then eventually they'll be able to find your show. So don't feel discouraged. Know that there's definitely still so much possibility in the world of podcasting and there's no time like the present to get started. So that kind of brings us to the third point in my three point list, you know, that I want to share with you today. And that is why you should start now. And then also some tips to get you going on the right track. So first of all, starting now is always better than waiting. It is going to get you ahead, right? Like if you just think about it in the most basic sense, okay, start now or wait six months and start. Well, you know, if you start now, then six months from now, you'll actually have, you know, six months worth of episodes and potentially an audience. So if you're thinking about doing it, there's no time like the present. I would encourage you to just dive in and get started because, you know, future you is going to thank you for doing all that hard work and, you know, getting the ball rolling for them. Here are some tips that I want to share to help you actually grow your podcast and get an audience because that is the biggest thing. I share a lot of technical advice on my YouTube channel, especially about how to edit, how to record, what microphones are the best, how to launch. But people want to know, how do I actually, you know, get listeners? How do I make this successful? So the first tip I have for you is use SEO. This is so important and so often forgotten in the world of podcasting. If you have ever thought about starting a YouTube channel, you'll be familiar with this, or if you've ever done any kind of blogging, you'll know the importance of using keywords, creating content that people are searching for, and then make sure that you optimize it as much as possible with keywords to ensure that the people who are looking for that content can find it. So make sure your titles for every episode are really detailed for what you're talking about, that you include lots of good keywords that people might be looking for. And then also make sure that your podcast show title is very descriptive. Like I was saying before, mine includes content creation and social media marketing, and that helps people to find me if they are looking for that kind of content. So don't underestimate the power of SEO. Another thing you can do to kind of give that extra boost to your podcast with SEO is to create blog posts about each podcast episode. Now this works out really well if you use a system like Squarespace or WordPress for publishing your episodes, because you can just make the body of that blog post that you're using to add that audio file to your RSS feed, you can make it a full-on blog post. You can make it like a five paragraph essay style post or a listicle. And that is really going to help that page rank in Google, which might eventually lead people to your podcast. So it's important to use not just the SEO, the search inside of the podcast app, but also use Google SEO to help people find your content. The next tip I have, which is maybe a little less tangible, but very, very important, probably the most important, and that is offer real value. I think so many people start a podcast thinking, oh, I have funny conversations with my friends. I'm just going to record it and everybody would want to hear that. Well, here's the real truth. Everybody thinks they have funny conversations with their friends, and I'm sure that it is. I'm sure it's a great time, but you know, it's relevant to your friends or the people in your life. Now, sure, there's some people that really do have value they can offer in the entertainment that comes through listening to their conversations, but I think that you'll probably find more success and faster if you teach something that people are searching for. That's how I found anyway. I did an interview show with my friend. That was the first podcast that I ever started. And, you know, it performed quite well. It was like very locally focused. So it had kind of a smaller niche, but it was just an interview show. And there wasn't a lot that people would get out of it unless they were the one being interviewed or they knew the person being interviewed. So I think that by providing more like advice-based episodes like this, it's gonna be easier to grow an audience 
in the early days because there's a real tangible takeaway from listening. So just think about how you can offer value to people that have no idea who you are because that's kind of like who you're trying to turn into your audience. So just think about that. The next thing is portray that value in your titles. You kind of need to use a little bit of clickbait here. Now, I know that clickbait gets a really bad rap on the internet. Like people think it's like evil. And it is true. I don't approve of promising something through your clickbaity title and then not delivering on it. The true definition of clickbait is saying like, you won't believe this. And then when people watch it, they're like, no, I can very much believe this. And you want to avoid that because that causes disappointment. But if you can use sort of clickbaity language to promise the value that you're going to be offering in the episode, but then you deliver on that value, people will not be disappointed. The whole point is that whatever you say in your title, if you can make it so that when people read that and they're excited about it, that you actually over deliver rather than under deliver with the content, that's how you're going to have satisfied listeners that are actually going to want to click subscribe and keep on listening to your show. So make sure that you portray some excitement in your title, something that makes people want to press play something that they're going to be interested in. And then when they start listening, make sure that they do not regret pressing play. Make sure that you are offering some real value and that they are going to appreciate that they did press play and and listen to it. And then they'll subscribe and keep on coming back for your future content. Okay, so my next tip for actually growing an audience, and this one takes real work, I'll be honest, that is being a guest on other podcasts or getting guests on your shows. This is the classic collaborative growth strategy. Now, this can be difficult because you want to get on the right shows. You don't want to just be pitching yourself to tons of irrelevant podcasts that are not actually going to have an audience that is going to come listen to you. And so that's where the hard thing comes. You need to figure out how you can offer value to the podcast hosts that you are pitching yourself to. So if you want to go beyond like a top 50 podcast in your category, you have to come to them with a real pitch of like, here's what I could talk about. Like here are three potential podcast titles that could you could use for our episode. These are the tips that I will share because that is like helping somebody come up with content that they didn't have to come up with. So that's some value that you can provide to a podcaster who's trying to be consistent and maybe at a loss for content, you can provide that content. So that might be the value that you can provide, even if you can't provide an audience exchange, you know, if you're a smaller creator than they are, just think about how you can provide value in that exchange. And for goodness sake, do not send them a spammy pitch, make sure that it is custom to their show and so that you actually know who they are and care about their audience. But doing that exchange of guests can be a really great way to grow your podcast audience. And finally, you can promote your podcast across all kinds of different platforms. I would recommend using Pinterest, Instagram, even YouTube. There are so many different unique ways to do this that I feel like I can't dive totally in depth into all my ideas here. But if you are curious about strategies for promoting your podcast across social media, let me know, send me a DM on Instagram or comment on my latest photo or whatever, letting me know that you're curious about that because I could probably make a whole podcast episode talking about all the different types of content you can create to promo your podcast on all these different platforms. But just don't forget about that. There are definitely ways that you can drive your existing audience, no matter the size, to your podcast if you do it in a strategic way that really sells the content in every episode. 
Just know it's going to take time. So you need to be intentional. You need to persevere. Even when you only have two downloads and it's you and your mom, you have to start somewhere. So never feel bad about low numbers at the beginning. It's going to take time and that is okay. If you feel excited about starting a podcast, I want to encourage you right now to go for it. As they say, the best time to start was a year ago, but the second best time is right now. So don't delay anymore. If you're already feeling like, oh gosh, is it too late to start? No, but it is going to be too late if you just keep putting it off forever. So start chasing your content creation dreams right now and get that podcast going. And if you want help, I am here for you either in the form of my free tutorials on my YouTube channel or in me and my team's paid services, which you can check out on my website. And I'm always happy to chat with you about them if you have any questions over Instagram or email or whatever. So I can't wait for you to start your podcast. I know that it's going to be a long journey, but it is going to be very fulfilling and fun along the way too. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of the Creator Club Podcast. If you listen to this entire episode, I want to know who you are. Send me a DM on Instagram at Katie Steckley so we can chat. Do you want to be part of the official Creator Club? You can join my Insider Squad Facebook group by going to katiesteckley.com slash club. I'd love to see you there. Finally, if you're looking for more value-packed content like this, check out my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Katie. Go to my channel and search Instagram hacks, and I promise you won't be disappointed. If you want to hear more episodes like this and support this show to continue, please leave me a review in iTunes. It really helps me out, and you just might get featured on the next episode as the review of the week. Leave your IG handle in the review so I can give you a shout out. Again, thanks so much for listening, and as always, I hope you are having adventures and following your dreams, and I'll catch you next week, Creator Club.